has to be a group that they're excited to jump out of their car, fist bump, high five, hug, and everything else and get on the bike. And without that level of excitement for mountain biking, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be where we are. So this is a Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up and welcome to episode 93 of Life in Motion. I've got Elizabeth Daughtry with me from Women of in Oz. Their nonprofit is all about getting more women on mountain bikes by breaking down the barriers that often come with it. Since 2019, they've had over 3,000 participants in various programs, and I'm excited to learn what they've done to grow such an awesome community. Uh, Elizabeth, thank you for being on the show today. Hi, Jeremy. Thank you for having me. Appreciate yes. it. Yes. Yes. I was excited to, to kind of uh, stumble upon the organization and all the awesome things that you do. Um, but before we we kind of dive into those awesome things, as mentioned, um, let's take some time to talk a little bit about, you know, who you are, you know, where you grew up, hobbies you had growing up, sort of what led you um, down this path and into this uh, eventual uh, involvement. Okay. It's an exciting path. I actually grew up in Bentonville, Arkansas. I tell people I'm the only one from Bentonville, but actually my father was born here too. So Bentonville is such a dynamic, growing part of the country that there aren't as many locals here, it doesn't seem like. So I'm proud to, proud to be um, a homegirl from Bentonville, I guess. I graduated from the University of Arkansas with a bachelor's in accounting and went to work for Walmart. And I traveled all over the country for Walmart for five years um, and relocated to Wisconsin and Arizona. But I really didn't pick up biking or cycling until I came back to Arkansas. It was around 2010, 2011, I got into road biking. And um, my, but my children, my husband and my children started doing this crazy mountain biking thing. And there was a great mountain biking group here called Fast Kids, Friends of Arkansas Single Track. And it was a kids group and they were racers and mountain biking. And I don't know how, I, I ended up getting a mountain bike for my birthday. And I wasn't really sure about that. I was like, yay, I think I'm, I'm a road biker. I'm an accountant. And road biking fit in because I'm like, how fast are you going? And what's your heart rate? And I can put everything on spreadsheets. Mountain biking was hard to spread more hard, harder to spreadsheet because it's like, what, what did you conquer today? And what hill did you get up? And what technical spot did you did you get over? And did you roll over that? Or, you know, so that was a little harder for me to spreadsheet. But once I got into it, my husband and I, I volunteered with this fast kids group for about six years. I started uh, volunteering for the local NICA group through my children's school. Yeah. So I was actually the head coach. Yeah, NICA's great. I was the head coach for um, that, our school team. And I was sponsored by Northwest Arkansas Bikes to get certified um, by the BICP group. And so I got certified as a coach through them and I got certified as a level one NICA coach as well. I was on the served on the board of directors for the Friends of Arkansas single track also as their treasurer. And so I just kind of was involved in all, all different areas of mountain biking in this area. And when I started, there were just, you know, there weren't that many trails in Bentonville. I mean, now it's just exploded and there's more trails than we can really keep up with. But at the time, you know, I knew what all the trails were. So it's just an exciting sport to be in. I would see the same people biking 
and I would see them two or three times a week. And every time I saw the, that group of mountain bikers, it was high fives and fist bumps and hugs and how are you doing and let's do this. And it was just such a different atmosphere in the sport of mountain biking that I just kind of fell in love with that. It's a very social sport. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I got started. And so when they, when there was kind of a call to arms for women in Northwest Arkansas who are mountain biking, and that's kind of why, why I, how, or how I kind of got started um, with Waz at the beginning. Yeah. So, so to kind of backtrack a little bit, because I know, oh. you know, here and, you know, we're, we're a little bit North of you here, kind of outside of Springfield. I know the mountain mm-hmm. bike community community here has, um, you know, kind of grown a lot. And I know, you know, down where you're at has exploded, um, as you mentioned. So, and I think you kind of alluded to this a little bit, but so before you got into, to biking in general, Mm -hmm. and then I'm assuming there wasn't necessarily that big of a scene there. And then probably by the time, as you mentioned, kind of, as you came back, then things started kind of popping up. Is it, am I, is that yes. kind of how that that happened? Yes. Yeah. So, in t- what I'm, there was no mountain biking scene here as I was growing up. So the mountain, and I don't, I hate to put a year on it because I didn't find out about the mountain biking scene until say 2011, 12, 13. But it was relatively new at that point. There was the really a group called Fast, which I already spoke about, Friends of Arkansas Single Track. That was a group that that really was on the cutting edge of mountain biking in Northwest Arkansas and got people interested in, in Bentonville, in, in Bella Vista, in the trails around here. So, and then, and there were probably three miles, but it's right off of downtown in Bentonville. And I think it started out with about three miles and then there was phase two and then it was about six miles or so. I don't, I don't want to give specifics because I don't <laughs> want to misquote anybody. But because it's, it's such a unique area, because the way that they've done the mountain biking infrastructure here is incredible. The restaurants and the, the trails that are literally in downtown and start downtown and lead to 40 miles of trails off of downtown. Um, so it's just been incredible. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's, it's cool too. Cause obviously that's where, uh, you know, Walmart is, is based yes. out of. So it's, yes. I feel like it's funny for people that aren't from around the area to, mm-hmm. to like imagine, or if they've ever been to Bentonville for the first right. time or whatnot, they're like, wait, Walmart is headquarters here. And there's all this kind of, so I feel like, but it's cool. Cause I, I, I at least from my understanding, you know, the, the larger company and stuff have helped helped with those infrastructures and stuff and really bought into what the community oh, loved. Yes, absolutely. The Walmart family foundation or Walton family foundation has been incredible and poured and poured and poured into the building of these mountain bike trails. And not only in Northwest Arkansas, all over Arkansas and actually all over the country, they are trying to build this sport. We call ourselves the mountain biking capital of the world now. And so we're just claiming that for ourselves. <laughs> I think it's appropriate. But, so. Oh, it's amazing. If you go to any of the parking lots for some of the trailheads in and around Northwest Arkansas, you will see license plates from all over the country. And we have people coming in internationally 
to bike here as well. So it's really been an amazingly quick transformation. So, I mean, just because I didn't know about my mountain biking until 2011, certainly doesn't mean that it didn't exist. But since that time, you just can't keep up with the number of trails that they're building in Northwest Arkansas. If you ride every day, they're building, you know, they're building so fast and so many miles of trails. It's just unbelievable all over the state, but specifically in Northwest Arkansas, I can't keep up. <laughs> and, you know, you kind of tend to ride your favorites too. So, but it's really amazing. People are posting about new trails. I'm like, I didn't even know that was built. <laughs> and now you, everybody's riding it, but me, I haven't ridden it yet. So it, it, it keeps exciting. it, yeah, it keeps it fun. Keeps it kind of fresh oh. in, in that sense as well. Oh, amazing. It, and then another question I wanted to ask kind of back to your start at, you know, in bikes with general, you know, you said you oh. kind of started with, with road cycling and that mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. So what was it in general about, you know, picking up that hobby versus mm -hmm. running versus kayaking versus mm -hmm. swimming that, that kind of, you know, that kind yeah. of, it seemed like that took over. So what was it about kind of being on the bike that okay. was different than other hobbies? Right. No, this is a super easy question. Maybe not the answer you're going to expect though, but my husband actually had an accident that left him, um, unable to run. We had two little boys. They were two and four. My husband has an accident, five surgeries. He basically didn't have an ankle. So we're like, okay, what sports can we do as a family forever? And they were swimming and cycling. And I will tell you, we took to cycling as a family and never looked back. It was an amazing adventure. It was really kind of a, a directional change for our family um, to be able to ride and do a sport with my children at any age, really. I have friends that are well into their 60s that are cycling. So it was life-changing for our family. The boys started racing, you know, several years later, I raced for one year <laughs> in mountain biking, but, but we became a racing family. We called my husband, the director. He had, he maintained our bikes. We, I mean, I would hold the computer for YouTube, the YouTube videos while he was learning how to maintain our bikes, <laughs> uh, you know, the gears and stuff like that. So, and because we couldn't take four bikes to the bike shop every week to have little adjustments made here and there. We had to learn. You had to learn how to maintain your bikes, how to keep them clean, why that's important, how to, you know, why they're keeping the chain is clean. He still writes us about that. So we just became a mountain biking family. We were training for races. They, there was an Arkansas, the AMBCS, which was at that time was one of the only races that I knew about around here. It was a race series in Arkansas. And um, they would race, have a race pretty much every month from April and they finished up in November. And so we were a racing family and traveled the state and race. It was a, a, an amazing time. My boys are 18 and 16 now, so they've kind of gotten out of that, but it was incredible. Yeah, um, that, that, that's cool that, that you kind of, you know, almost because of that accident kind of, you mm -hmm. know, pivoted in a way like, yeah. okay, what else can we do as a family? But it's- yeah it's cool too, because obviously there's, there's the riding aspect of, there's the competitive aspect of it. There's oh, yeah. the traveling, learning yes. how to work on something like you just yes. said. Right. And, yeah. And the families that we met during that time as well, that we had so much in common with that had children the same age as us, you know, mountain biking to me is very social. And so you ride hard and then you go out and you have you know, tacos and mountain biking. I don't know if there's any better combination, <laughs> but we, you know, just to go on family rides around Northwest Arkansas. And then you, and you know, because of the way that they have built the infrastructure here, we can ride 
10 miles, five miles, eight miles, 14 miles, circle back and be in town at the Brahms or at the Tacos or you know, any of the local restaurants and then ride back to the house and really never be on the road. And that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. And then, you know, to, to that point too, I'm sure it kind of gave you a, a really good um, option to kind of build a relationship with your kids and a family as a whole oh, with that singular incredible. activity. Cause you know, yes. with, you know, say they were football players, you know, mm -hmm. you can, you can mm -hmm. give them tips and do all that kind of right. stuff, but you're not actually on the field with them if they're playing. Exactly. In this, in this case, you're, you know, you're right there with them the whole time, no matter what yeah. the activity is. So that's, that's oh, yeah. a cool moment as well. Oh yeah. It was great because I was never going to be, I mean, I honestly have never played a sport before ever, ever. Um, I had exercised, but I had never played any sport, never run any races, anything. And so I was never going to, so I wanted them to pick up golf, but they were never interested. I've tried to bribe them with a the golf cart, not interested, <laughs> but bicycles they were interested in. And at first it was me helping them learn. And then it transitioned to them helping me learn. So we kind of turned a corner there after a very short period of time where they became a coach to their mother. So instead of, instead of them bump, me bumping their tires, trying to get them up the hill, they were bumping my tire. There you so go. It was a good transition. And it just came full circle. You know, that's what oh, it's all absolutely. about, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and I like that. That's that, great. That's awesome. I'm, I'm excited mm -hmm. to hear that you kind of had that yeah. relationship with your family oh. through that. So obviously, you know, you, you, you got super involved into the community and, and mm -hmm. coaching and different programs and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, as you mentioned, was kind of the, the calling of arms for, mm -hmm. for the women riders. So, yes. so what was at that point, kind of when I guess that shift, if you, you even call it a shift started kind of happening, what was, what was that kind of period like? Oh, that was, so that was 2019. We just had our third anniversary. That was about January of 2019. I just, I think I got an email or a text message from Kyla Templeton, who's a, a, a cycling leader in Northwest Arkansas. And she said, we're having, we're inviting, you know, all the women that we know that mountain bike and we're going to get in a room and we're going to discuss mountain women's mountain biking. Let's come talk about it. And that's all I knew. We're having this meeting at <laughs> nine o'clock, be there. So I showed up and there's a lot of familiar faces there. And then a lot of people that I didn't know, a lot of women that I didn't know either. And basically the question was, what do you guys think about forming a women's mountain bike group? And if we do... If you do, if you guys decide that's something you want to do, what would it look like? What would the goals be? What is it? And we just started that day. And I will tell you, so everybody that was interested after that day, we said, okay, let's have another meeting next week. And I mean, two months later, I think we had our first flagship ride. It's been amazing gathering those women together that were passionate about this sport. And the first thing we did was decide how we had to decide who we wanted to be. We wanted to be a women's mountain bike group, but why? What was our mission? And the mission was, well, first thing we had to figure out was why aren't more women mountain biking? So we had to figure out what those barriers were. And then it was our mission to break down those barriers. And that's what the organization is. And once a year or even more often, the board meets once a month, but every year we revisit those goals and say, okay, these are, were our goals initially. Is that, are those still the goals? Are we meeting those goals? And almost every meeting that we have, there's some reference back to, we have to make a decision on something. Okay, when we make that decision, are we aligning with our goals? 
or if we're moving forward with this new project, how is it aligned with our goals? And if it doesn't align with our goals, then we just don't do it because we've set, we've set a pattern. This is what we want to accomplish. Now, if that, if what we want to accomplish changes, then we can take on different things. But for now, and we've been very true to that so far. Yeah. So it's obviously very intentional in, in what you're doing. Awesome. So, so as, as you all were forming, you know, the woman of Oz in that state, you mentioned one thing, you know, why, why aren't more women riding mountain bikes right now? And then mm -hmm. you identified those barriers. What, mm -hmm. what were some of those common barriers that, that you kind of saw, Hey, this is, this is the, or this might be the issue to that gateway. What, right. what kind of were some of those? Okay. Uh, one of them was just fear, fear of the unknown, going out to a brand new sport that, that you don't see other women doing. Um, one of them is the expense. So we've tried to uh, work with our bike partners to kind of offset some of those expenses, tried to get um, donations for bikes and different things like that. But um, I think those are kind of the basic ones where it's you know just such a new sport it's just being on kind of the cutting edge for women and how do we get women interested how do we provide um an environment that kind of helps women get over those fears because once they do i will tell you they are on fire <laughs> it is amazing really amazing so and, and yeah, that makes sense. Obviously kind of the, the fear of the unknown. And then, mm -hmm. you know, everybody knows that mountain bikes are not cheap. Um, right. Right. but so, so with that, you know, as you know, you identified those and then started, you know, doing the, or figuring out what those programs would look like to kind of, you know, tear down those barriers and get more mm -hmm. women involvement. What, what were some of the things that, you know, obviously working with the bike shops for, mm -hmm. you know, the, the bikes and stuff, that's, that's some more, a more obvious one, I guess, in a sense, mm -hmm. but as far as getting the fear of, Hey, you, you need to try this. Like, right. this is why, like, what, what did that program and kind of the, the outreach part of that look like? Mm -hmm. So a, a lot of meetings later, we just were throwing out ideas, brainstorming ideas. What's going to help women feel comfortable coming? Well, the first thing that we decided on was doing fundamental clinics. One, that it would be free. All of our, our fundamental clinics are free. All of our, our flagship rides are free. So those fundamental clinics, so that when women do get their tires on the dirt, that they know what to do. And we don't call them beginner clinics because these are not beginner skills that we're teaching them. They're fundamental skills that you're gonna use every time you get on the bike, every single trail. So you can certainly advance on these, but so we meet in small groups of say six or eight women and we have two ride leaders for each of those six to eight women. So we're in a, a non-intimidating atmosphere. You know, we're out in a field and there's six of us or eight of us. And I'm gonna show you every skill and I'm gonna talk about every skill, you know, the five or six basic skills. We're gonna talk about our brakes. We're gonna talk about, most of it's focused on the bike body positioning. And then after we finish that, let's say that takes an hour and a half. And then we go and we hit a green trail. So we have our trails are labeled down here like, like the ski areas, green, blue, black, double black. So we're gonna go actually put some wheels on the dirt. And we've talked about, well, maybe we shouldn't hit the dirt that first day for the fundamentals. But I think what we've decided is that's a huge barrier right there. Where's the trailhead? How do I get to yeah. the trailhead? 
what does the dirt trail look like? If you know, if you don't know, you don't know. And so getting the fundamental skills is great. Now I know how to brake. Now I know where my pedals need to be. Now I know where my eyes need to be. Now my bike needs to hit some dirt. And once you get the women out on the trail and they're like, oh, I can do this. And I can do this. I maybe I've never ridden a bike on dirt ever. We have that a lot. And now they know they can do it. Wow. It is, it opens their eyes. And then we, we have figured out how to help the women get connected after that monthly ride um, or the, the fundamental class. How do we get them connected with other women in their, their riding skill level so that for the next, you know, the rest of the month, they can meet up with those women individually. They're not coming through laws to do that. And then they come back to the next week and they don't need the fundamental class again, or maybe they want to repeat it again. And now we've got green groups for them to be in, also in groups of six or eight with a ride leader and a suite and a blue group and a, a black group so that we try to offer continuing riding opportunities for people, but also offer them ways to connect with each other. It's been amazing. The, the, the friendships that have been formed and the ride riding groups that are out there now are just incredible. Yeah, it's it's cool that you've been able to, to kind of build a friendship mm -hmm. part aspect of that as well. And you know, obviously, like you said, it's a it's a huge social yes. activity, even though you're yes. just you on your own bike. Right. Oh yeah. And it really is because you're out there in that trail and you're going over a technical area. Well, we're gonna all gonna stop. And when you make it, we're gonna cheer you on. If you don't make it, we're gonna be like, hey, why don't you try that again? Or I'm gonna try that again. Um, until we can all do it, or you decide, no, nope, today's not the day. I'm not going to. Okay, let's go. So you, it's not like you're out there and you're just hitting the trail and you're just going to ride, ride, ride. When you're in, now certainly your black and your blue groups are going to do that, but your green and your green plus and your fundamentals groups, you're out there learning this sport together yeah. in a very small group, which is just amazing. And that's where those relationships are built. And we, you know, we're, we're sharing experiences while we're out there. It's incredible. Yeah, and I, I love to teach the fundamentals because it's so fun to you know to see somebody six months later who is like way better than I'll ever be, <laughs> and I was like, I taught you how to break. Yes, I I'm successful because I can do that. So I love that. Yeah, no, that's an awesome part of it, it and even like simple things like, or or I, I don't maybe simple isn't the right term, but things that mm -hmm. seem simple, you know, like identifying the trailhead, the, the, oh, yeah. e the etiquette, etiquette, you know, on yes. single track and everything that kind of goes in that it kind of brings that yes. comfort level, um, yes. I guess, comfort level up. Um, yes, it absolutely does. And that's something we talk about, you know, who has the right of way in the trail coming up, going down the hikers, the bikers, the joggers, the horses. So yeah, yeah that's a lot. That's a lot of the experience. So, yeah. Of the fundamentals. For sure. And, and to the point too, is, you know, with people learning together in that sense, I, I grew up uh, riding BMX bikes. So that was kind oh, of the yeah. thing. And that was, that was kind of my favorite part is, you know, if, if I'm going to hit a jump or I'm going to do a trick, mm -hmm. that's on me, but mm -hmm. you have your, your, your friends around you that are either yes. trying the same thing or trying something yes. different, but you're all together encouraging yes. each other for whatever that is. So it's a, it's a really fun atmosphere from that sense. I love so I, that. It's incredible. It really is different, I think, than other types of, you know, sports or even even other types of cycling. But I've always known that the BMX kind of had that kind of family friendly atmosphere too. It seemed to me so. Yeah, yeah, that. just all all getting together on on two yeah. wheels and cheering each yep. other on. Yep, it's amazing. So so as you you know you started 
that started doing kind of the, the, um, the, the group rides and then also mm -hmm. the, the, the trainings and that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. what were kind of the next steps as far as, you know, growing, growing what the organization looked like outside of those, those, um, the trainings and the rides and that kind of stuff. Right. So we formed a, a 501c3 corporate nonprofit organization, and I'm, I'm the director of finance for that. So I do the accounting piece of it. We have so many talented people, but we have a nurse who serves on our board of directors. So she helps us guide, you know, the medical packs that we're putting in for the ride leaders. And she also helps develop our training. So we needed, we needed ride leaders who were certified one certified, we have our own training program for the ride leaders that Ashley Patterson heads up and they train, here's how you lead a ride. That's important to know, you know, emergency numbers, emergency cutoffs. What do you do if you have an accident? Here's your medical packs. But then we also sponsor other women to get certified through this organization. I mentioned VICP, which is a national bicycling certification organization. Um, so we sponsor them, a lot of women to get their CPR so that we have trained leaders to lead our rides. And you can usually, we, we, you start out as a sweep, right? You're not going to just jump into, to lead and ride, but we have sweeps and we have ride leaders and we, um, think about what else we've done. We, as the coaches got better trained and better certificate, more certification, we started offering classes that people could take to advance their skills. So now we have berms and coring classes, which is a, a class that you would pay for, or, or a jumping class or drop a drops class, or just a building on your fundamentals classes. And those are classes you can, that, that we offer, you can sign up, you can pay for the class, and they have those, you know, different times of the year, not so much December and January, but we're gearing those back up right now. So, you know, you can go into our website and sign up for classes like that. So trying to offer people after the fundamentals, um, what else can you do? And that's been a really successful program. We started, we started our merchandising line. So one of our, our board members is formerly owned Jump Brands, which is the headband brands that was started in Bentonville. And so she was incredible in helping develop our merchandising line. And we had somebody on the board who's a marketing person. So we just had so many different areas of expertise. How do we get our name out there? How do we, who do we hire to build a website for us? How do we get fundraising? So it's just kind of, I, I, I tell people that if everybody who worked for a large corporation was given the freedom to just go and build a successful business, it would be unbelievable because these women, they just have an idea. They just run with it. It's incredible. Everything that we've accomplished in just three years. And that was through COVID too. So we were really yeah. shut down for a while, a long while, but it's just been amazing. The, the amount of effort, because we're all volunteers until six months ago or thereabout, we were all completely volunteer. Um, everybody on the board was. So we're kind of transitioning into kind of an overseeing, the board just oversees a little bit, but everything is, it's all been a transition as we build and grow. Yeah. And, and, and to, to that point too, it, you know, you, you make sure you're, you're making sure that you have all the right uh, pieces together for, you know, from, from the medical standpoint to yes. finances, to yes. marketing, mm -hmm. to training, yes. 
and it's cool too that it to that point it doesn't stop at that first group ride for whoever is right. involved in participating there's right. you know other opportunities kind of to grow within it oh, yes at the same time. yeah there's opportunities for everybody anybody that wants to participate and volunteer there are opportunities to become a better biker to become a leader in the biking in the women's biking in this area um and we will help you gain those skills you know so it's been incredible yeah so so to to that point as well is there any um do you all host like large events as well that's more just kind of you know, I guess community focus, not necessarily what your group does, but obviously it also helps raise awareness for what your group does. Are there any like large events and stuff like that that you all do? We volunteer at a lot of larger events. Um, so there was the cycle cross event that was down in Fayetteville, the mountain biking event that was in Fayetteville that we volunteer for, or go and set up a tent so that we can just tell people who, who we are. Uh, the, and local races, the rule of three race, we had a big presence at. So we have one thing that's good about it is we have women that are in these events participating in the events. And then we have our tent there so we can cheer them on as they come through, but also let the community know who we are and what we're about. Um, there's an event we're actually having. our We have a monthly flagship, but other than that, we're having a, a summit this year for women of Oz, which is kind of a big deal. We've been talking about it for two years, but we are just now in the planning stages. So it's actually going to be this coming fall of 2022. So that's going to be our first big event. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, and we also have like, if somebody wants us to come and support a local event, we have a spot on our website where they can make that request through the website, whether they need ride leaders. We do, we, we volunteer ride leaders for say the chamber of commerce when they have people coming into town that they need, they need somebody to show them around on oh, the freeway yeah. or on the, on the, the mountain bike trails. So um, we'll do ride rides like that. We volunteer our ride leaders. We work with, um, and we work with other bike groups within Northwest Arkansas as well um, to kind of help them figure out how to get started and, um, you know, how to get their ride leaders trained, that sort of thing. Yeah. So with, I, I know you mentioned that the, the summit is, you know, uh, is kind of still, uh, you know, figuring out all the details and stuff, but what, mm -hmm. what is the, the name of that and what is that going to I guess, what is that expected to sort of look like? Right. Okay. Oops. Um, that's a great question, Jeremy. I'm glad you <laughs> Um, I don't have the summit name right in front of me, and I just slipped my mind. I am so sorry. Um, the tickets haven't gone on sale yet. Is it the for... Sunset Summit? Yes, the Sunset Summit. Thank you. <laughs> You saved me there. The tickets <laughs> gotcha. are they're gonna go on sale. They're gonna go on sale shortly. They're not on sale yet. But we will be bringing in women mountain bike leaders from all over the country to be keynote speakers for us, and as well to lead clinics for for other for anybody who wants to sign up for the different clinics. So it really helps. We go to clinics. The Women of Oz leadership goes to clinics. Um, around the United States, but we're trying to bring in some of those women that we've met. They're just amazing mountain bikers, uh, professional mountain bikers also. So 
um, we're trying to bring them in so that other women can get exposed to their training as well. So we're really excited about that. It's going to be, it's kind of a big deal for us. <laughs> no, that sounds awesome. And it's cool that, you know, bringing in uh, other people from, you know, around the country and stuff and saying, Hey, you know, whatever that looks like, you know, sh sharing what they're doing in their community and, and vice versa and clinics and yes. different things. So it sounds like a really good, uh, good and fun opportunity for, yes. for everybody that can get involved with that. That's going to be great. It's going to be in September. So, and it looks like tickets go and sell in 21 days. Well, there you go. So, be on the lookout. <laughs> right? Yes, it's going to be great. So that's that information is on our website as well. So, so kind of, you know, over the past three years of, you know, kind of forming this and, and everything and, mm -hmm. you know, obviously some hiccups with COVID I'm sure and everything, but yep. with all that, is, is there like a, a specific story, whether as a group or an, an individual or something that, that just kind of, I guess, exemplifies what, what your mission is all about, if that kind of makes sense? Well, a specific story about, you know, I think if you go onto our Facebook page and you look at the pictures of the groups that are out there, right? I think that that tells what our story is. Um, the number of women that have gone from not writing at all to writing um, to jumping and, and that sort of thing, I think is the biggest story for me. I am, for me personally, I'm older. I don't want to say older, but I'm older. So I'm in my fifties and I've never done a, a sport before. So I love to see other women in my age group who have never mountain biked at all to come on and embrace the sport and find their group of people. And it is it's fun to watch these women pushing themselves, doing rides that they have, could never have even imagined possible. And that's probably my favorite part. And that, you know, it's kind of like finding your tribe. It's, it's, that's been the best, I think, I think for me. Yeah. Is, is knowing that it's, that's possible and encouraging other women in my age group. Cause I, I don't know when you're 20, it's different than when you're 50 something. <laughs> So I love that. And yeah, that that's wow. that's cool that you that you know you continue to see you know people of, of all ages kind of come together yes. in that same thing and and yes. you know seeing everything being shared on Facebook and other social media and all that everything. So so kind of to that point, you know one one thing I always like to ask our guests is kind of one one piece of advice um, you know for our listeners, mm -hmm. and you know in this case you, you know obviously you started this, you know, three, three or so years ago and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff and kind of figured out, you know, what that need was, mm -hmm. but for someone who, who doesn't, you know, maybe they don't live around here around you where they can get involved with something that's already there, but mm -hmm. maybe they have a community in Maine or Arizona right. or wherever, mm -hmm. what, um, what piece of advice would, would you have for them to kind of help build that tribe, you know, with something that, you know, maybe there's already a group of, of, uh, ladies out there that are riding, but they don't have this, um, I guess, structures you have where you can, you know, create that bigger impact. I guess, what would be your, your biggest piece of advice for them to get started if they're looking for, you know, to, to go down that path? My biggest piece of advice. Well, we have so many people who are passionate about the sport here. So you need to find those people and, and get them excited about 
creating a group, but you have to make it a group that's welcoming to every woman that looks your way. How do you make them want to show up and to come back? It has to be a group that they're excited to jump out of their car, fist bump, high five, hug, and everything else and get on the bike. And without that level of excitement for mountain biking, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be where we are. So if, if, I mean, it's scary to show up for the first time to a new group, but um, if you make every single woman feel welcome, you've kind of knocked down the first barrier. So I, I think that's what part of what makes us kind of an exceptional group. We live in an exceptional area, but um, women are happy when they show up and they're excited to ride their bikes with us and we're excited to see them. And I don't know. I get. I don't know if that's really a piece of advice, but I know that that's why I kept up with the sport even before Women of Oz was around is because of the level of excitement and the, the I was included in every one of those groups, whether I knew how to work my bike or walked the, the, the technical areas or not. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that totally makes sense. You know, kind of, um, you know, obviously it starts with, you know, your, your own passion or the, mm-hmm. the small groups of passion, but as you're, mm-hmm. as you're sharing that passion with everybody to, to your point, kind of keep it open arms, no matter what the skill level is or anything yep. like that. And then yes. it just kind of snowballs from there. Absolutely does. I think it's different from other sports like that because the elite of our, the elite riders in our area are, are just as welcoming to the, the newbies as, as anyone else. And so I think that's, that's key. And I think that's unique to mountain biking. So I don't think that's a hard, that's not a hard ask <laughs> because if you're, if you like to mountain bike, you, you want other people to do it and love it as much as you do. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that totally makes sense. And I, and I think that was a good piece of advice. So, um, (laughs) so where, where can people find, find you online? Um, I know whenever the tickets go live, see where Mm -hmm. you're going on with social media, all that fun Mm -hmm. stuff. Sure. So we have a website. It's was W O Z N W A.com was N W A.com. You can email us at info at women of Oz nwa.com on our website there's a tab right at the front at the top of the web page for the was sunset summit and you can there's also tabs for booking a personal coach flagship rides which is our once a month ride or our skills clinics that i mentioned as well areas to volunteer you name it it's all out there and then we have a facebook page women of oz nwa so there's lots of ways to get a hold of us. You can see our merchandise if you like. Um, just find out about who our sponsors are. We have a lot of great sponsors, the Walton Family Foundation and local restaurants, Yayos and Bike Rack Brewing and Rafa and Jump Brands and Oven and Tab. We just Mojo Cycling, Fat Tire Cycling, both in Bentonville um, are great sponsors. So we just you can see all of our sponsors on there. You can meet the board of directors and other people who are, who are working for and volunteering with us as well. Awesome. Well, everybody definitely make sure, um, 
to, to check them out online. You know, if maybe you're, you're coming through the Midwest, but traveling and you want to stop by, or you live in the Midwest, or you're just looking for inspiration. It sounds like there's a lot of that as well on, on the social and, and even websites. So definitely uh, be sure to, to check them out um, on that. But Elizabeth, I, I appreciate you taking the time to, to share your story. Um, and then the story of, of what you're creating down there in, in Northwest Arkansas. Um, and I wish you all the best of luck for, uh, for the future. Thank you, Jeremy. I really appreciate you having me on the show. And I hope that everybody will take a look at the Women of Oz and come ride with us. Thanks for listening. And hey, if you made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life in motion. Until next time.